Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2017 film Lady Bird is a, and I'm not a fan of this term, uh, coming of age uh, film uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, though the face of the movie is the main, the title character played by, and I think she said her name is pronounced Sorcy Ronan. Uh, playing the title character, uh, Lady Bird, a film that brings up a lot of mental health topics, including anxiety and various mental health topics that would will be discussed today. Uh, joining us today is Liz Colts, a business coach and consultant, um, helping people manage stress and anxiety. Uh, Liz, thank you for uh, being here today. I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited for the opportunity. Oh, thank you. Now, um, I do want to mention um, a couple of resources up front. I know that there are a couple different um, text lines available for those who may need to, to reach out for, um, for help. There is, uh, in the U.S., you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. In the U.K., you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to eight five two five eight. Uh, depending upon where you are in the world, uh, you, there may be some others, I believe. Um, so check your, your local listings, um, as they say. Um, so Liz, thank you for uh, being here today. Yes, thanks for having me. Um, so you work with um, clients working through anxiety issues then, is that? Is that yes, and, and stress and overwhelm in their businesses, because I've always thought that having a mental health uh, illness or disorder shouldn't preclude you from having a successful career. I've had some very um, high level, high stress jobs in the past. And I've also, you know, suffered from uh, generalized anxiety disorder, major depressive disorder, things like that. And I think you can have both. So I like to help people see their potential. Cool, cool. One thing I, I did want to ask you about, and I, I did want to acknowledge this also, um, when you had described um, what, what you're describing, you, you had used uh, both terms, um, disorder and illness. And, um, and the reason I mentioned that is because I frequently hear, you know, both of those terms. <laughs> um, I, I've heard the word disease used. Mm -hmm. um, so what are, are your thoughts as far as the, the words being used? And to, I try, and I, as I was saying them, I was like, which way do I really want to portray it? Because yeah. I see myself as living with anxiety mm -hmm. and that I've also, I've been diagnosed with, you know, a, um, with mental health disorders, but I, but it's also like, also the calling it mental illness versus mental health. And I go back and forth with how I use it. And I think, but I think the language is something that is important of how it is portrayed because, you know, if you, if it's called an illness, then you know, it doesn't, cause it doesn't always get the same uh, treatment and attention as physical illnesses do. Um, so like I go back and forth with how I use it and how I feel the best way to do because, but the, I, you know, they are diagnosed disorders and they are, sure. you know, actual illnesses and it is part of your physical health and your mental health. It's all, it's all one. You're the same person. So oh, definitely. the language is definitely important of how it's used. And I think that <laughs> really just talking about it is like, you know, if we could get, just get people continually talking openly about it, I think that's what makes the difference for everyone. True, true. Now, now 
Lady Bird is framed or storyline or whatever the the term would be in in a in a coming of age sort of story mm-hmm. uh in which uh she she being um late lady bird the title character is on her on her way to uh college and specifically anxious about not wanting to go to college near her parents right. <laughs> uh, wanting specifically to go to it could take place in california and she wants right. to go to uh, a school in, in new york for any number of different reasons that she uh, delineates in, in in the film uh, but but it speaks to just a level of anxiety about not knowing what comes next absolutely and i think that that is one of the there are many positive themes about it of like mm-hmm not letting the anxiety and the fear of the unknown hold you back from what you want. Like whether she, you know, is actually better off going to New York or not, like that's to be seen, but it's something that she really wanted and not, um, you know, letting it hold her back in pursuing those dreams. And one thing I, I loved about Lady Bird was how it wasn't necessarily a film about mental health, but it, I feel like it portrayed it so realistically. Um, the the char- her mother, the character, was so you know she. I, I feel like she was portraying anxiety in a very realistic fashion. I saw a lot of myself as a mother in her, even though my kids aren't aren't as old as Lady Bird going off to college just yet. Yeah. Um, but she like had the weight of the world on her shoulders, and she was just trying to control everything with their lives to give them you know like worrying that they wouldn't have successful, happy lives if, you know, um, they didn't make these right choices now. So it was, it was just a neat juxtaposition of seeing myself as both the mom and the daughter, and also then like seeing in the future, how will I be with my daughter when she's ready to go off to college? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, there, well, there was the the running joke throughout the movie about, oh, well, do you want to go to the, the, this public high school where, where where you'll see people getting knifed to death? And she mentioned that you know, so it's like a, kind of like a like a you know unofficial running jokes through right. through, through the movie. Um, but but her her mother, um, the the one played by uh, Laurie Metcalf, um, for for Roseanne, her character is actually a, a psychiatric nurse um, yes. or, or, some, or something comparable um, in, in, in the film. And her her father, uh, played by Tracy Letts, who, who I recognize from any number of different movies. And if this were a mm-hmm. movie podcast, I could go off <laughs> hours <laughs> about. Uh, very understated, uh, for those who have seen him in other movies, very understated in, in this movie. Um, but so it does definitely have a um, very much a uh, mental health, uh, you know, backstory yes. um, to, 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 to the film. Yeah. And one thing, like there was one scene that um, I played over a couple of times when I was rewatching it. It was a scene of um, Lady Bird and her mother in the bathroom where she's asking about her father, you know, is he depressed because she finds the medication and um, who her mother is explaining to her that like, being successful doesn't mean anything in and of itself. It just means that you're successful, you know, because successful doesn't necessarily mean happy. And I think it it lends so much to, I think, the pressure that everybody puts on themselves to, you know, if I achieve these, then I'll be happy, but not necessarily. And, you know, like it's, you have to understand what success means to you and that how you can balance things in your lives and what, you know, can really make you happy and don't do things just to get the corner office. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that's not going to make yeah. you happy if it doesn't, exactly. it might, but if it doesn't, yeah. you know, acknowledge that and change course and do what you can to balance your life and balance your happiness and everything you have going on. 
Definitely. Now, what um, what set you on on your journey through the you know the the wild and wonderful world of uh, you know you know in, in quote marks obviously um, of, of mental health and, and recovery? I know that you were there was a, a this is my brave video that yes. you did. And, uh Oh, sorry. Um, so I guess preceding the this is my brave video, what really set me all off. So I, I had my first daughter in um, 2010. And looking back, I was extremely depressed after I had her. And it wasn't until I was about five months pregnant with my second daughter, and I had a really scary incident, uh, giving her a bath that I finally acknowledged that I needed help, that something was wrong. Um, and I started down the path of you know, telling my OBGYN, telling my doctor that I was having these horrible intrusive thoughts and that I was really depressed and it was a really scary thing. Um, and so I started getting help. I started going to therapy. I was put on medication. Um, I ended up being hospitalized in a psych ward after my second daughter was born um, for postpartum psychosis. Because even though I had put the things in place, it wasn't enough time. It was only like a couple of months before my daughter was born. Um, and I went into that birth, like, you know, I'm on Prozac, I'm on this, I, you know, I, I had postpartum depression, you know, but it's still, you know, I still ended up there. But so about 2015, I had heard of this organization called This Is My Brave. And it was, a they their, their format is that they do shows um, around the country where they invite uh, people to come in to share their stories of, you know, living with mental illness or how they've been impacted by it. And it was other people sharing their stories of their struggles with mental health that made me realize that I wasn't alone, that right. I wasn't a monster. And I immediately just felt the drive, the call to audition for the show. And, be, and I was so thankful that I got to be part of it because I really think this has been just a catalyst to um, continuing this. So I've always, you know, since I was on that show, I continually speak very openly. Obviously, I'm on a podcast talking yeah, about it, yeah, but sure. but even in my day to day, like when I was a, a manager of a unit and I had staff or I I was running projects, like it, I brought it up. I talked about how I was I'm really feeling anxious, overwhelmed, like just an attempt to normalize it in okay. in the work culture, in the, because other people would be like, yeah, me too, or or I I heard you say that, and I felt comfortable saying like, yeah, I, I need help too, and even though you don't want other people to suffer that knowing that they got comfort in you sharing your story is the most rewarding thing. Definitely. Well, what, what I liked about um, the, the, the video um, and it, and it is, is on YouTube. Um, yes, way, it is on YouTube. Yep. Is that it's sort of like, like a mini, um, I think there's some show on NPR, the, the, the moth or, or, mm -hmm. or Ted, and it's it, along that lines, but it's sort of like a, like a bite size of, um, you know, just a little mini one of like, you know, five, 10 minute range. Yes. Which And yeah, I was is, trying is to, uh, yeah, I was trying to capture what, like, I think it's called random day is the piece. And I was trying to capture what it felt like being me, you know, in that when I was very depressed and very anxious and, but then also showing hope at the end that things can get better. Definitely, definitely. And and I I, I do want to remind um, you listening, I know that many people will be listening and they might think that, you know, oh, well, you don't know what it's like. And so I, I just want to remind um, if you're out there and going through a hard time, um, you, you are not alone. Um, it just, uh, you know, there's a lot that's, you often hear that will be repeated unnecessarily, but that's something that, 
I've got no problem repeating however, however many times it needs to be repeated. Um, that, that, that you're not you're not alone. Not at um, all. Now, as far as when, when you're um, dealing with, with with your clients in you know whether it's their professional lives, whether it's the, their personal lives, what's what sort of change have you seen in in the past year with you know all the craziness going on with with COVID and, and some of the you know so, some work stuff being on hold, some continuing depending on different states and jurisdictions and and whatnot. Um, how how has the, the past year looked like? It's been weird. It's been a mix because, and I think everyone has had um, a little different experience or whatnot, but it's been, because I think there's been a blurring of work and life and work and personal life. And because if you are working, you're working from home. So you have to, there's not that division anymore that there necessarily would be with like a commute or an office to go to, or even seeing clients or seeing people. so you have to learn to rethink about how you balance it. And, um, and then also for people who are not working now, and there's just this added weight of the world on, because like we're in, it is so terrible, the, what people do not have. I know that I have been so privileged and fortunate that I've been able to continue working during all this. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been a mix. And I, and I think that, there has been, for better or for worse, a it's it's been a I won't say a good time for mental health awareness, but it, I think because more people are experiencing it, mm-hmm. and that it's it's being talked about more. And while you know I don't want more people to experience it, but the fact that people are talking about it more, that just it needs to keep going. That momentum of continuing to talk about how people are feeling and what they're experiencing. Um, I've, I try to look for silver linings in things. And, you know, if that is one thing about, you know, the pandemic, that is, if we can have more mental health awareness, mm-hmm. fabulous. And people can understand that it's real <laughs> and that oh, definitely. there are, you know, anyone can be impacted by it. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, that can be one tiny silver lining in the, all the terrible that is out there and with it. Yeah. Well, one one of the terrible things that I really don't like, and and I know that I'm going to upset some some some, some people listening when I say this, uh, but I, one of the things that that I think is really negative as it pertains to mental health is a lot of the anti. Um, you know, anti-psychiatry, anti, you know, anti-fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And which I, which I say because there are very valid conversations and discussions, you know, in, insofar as different medications, different classes of medications, you know, be it uh, benzos or, um, you know, you know, SSRIs or, in your, you know, there, there's, there's very valid discussions to be had about that and and how recovery looks for looks like for for, for different people because no, no two people are are going, are are going to be the same and one thing that i that i don't, i don't think is helpful is when people just go you know the whole lecturing people about Oh well, why do you why why are you on meds or or, or conversely, why are you not on meds? You know, it's it, you know the, the two extremes of it. 
And and so I think that is one of the things that I, I you know, that, that would be my New Year's resolution is for people to stop, you know, lecturing or trying to, to fix people who mm-hmm. are, are going through this. Yeah, because no two people's experience and recovery is the same. And recovery is not linear. Like exactly. I had, you know, like I've had really high, I'm on a, you know, I'm on a knock on wood, a streak of being good. Like this is the first Christmas in, I don't know how long that I haven't slipped into a mild depression and it's, nobody's recovery is the same and no two things work the same. I know that. So I I'm on meds. I have been for the last eight years and I've been very fortunate that I haven't had to try different ones in order to get it to work. I've had to go up and down in the dosages over the years, depending on, you know, how I was feeling. Um, But I also know that if I'm not sleeping well, and if I'm focusing on things too far in the future, that starts to uptick my anxiety. But I also know that there's people who haven't been successful on any meds and they can really control their anxiety through their diet and their exercise or th- nothing is the same for two people. And I think that it is a hard part of a mental health diagnosis and you know, trying to work through your recovery of finding out what works. It's a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. And I think that is hard for some people because it was even hard on me in the beginning because I just wanted to take the meds and be better. Mm -hmm. And then whenever I would have like a depressive episode or a really overly anxious um, period, I'd be so disappointed in myself that I wasn't just fixed or better. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's not it's it's something I have, you know, that over the years I've come to realize that this is part Mm -hmm. of me. It's part of who I am Mm -hmm. and I have to manage it. And you know, people come to me, you know, the last, like, you know, what kind of meds are you on? Like, how did you feel, you know, and, or have you ever had experience with this? I'm like, I'm not, ask your doctor, what they, but also yeah, like, yeah. like, this is how I felt. I remember the first time when the, I finally felt the meds kicking in, I was like, oh my God, this is what it's supposed to feel like. I don't, you know, or like, this is what quote unquote normal feels like, you know, the yeah. racing thoughts are gone. Yeah. Um, but I also know people who hasn't worked and like, it's been hard that it wouldn't work. So it's, the anti-stuff on either side is not helpful for anyone. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, you've, you've encountered that also, right? You know, the people who just want, want to lecture you and, and say, okay, well, this worked for me. So, you know, Bama, it's supposed to work for you too. You know, Absolutely. That, and, it, lo- and I, you know, the people who are like that, and again, I, I know that I'm probably offending many people in the listening audience, uh, but so all I'm going to say on that is if you are anti-whatever, you know, you have the right to be anti-whatever, but all I'm saying is that it's not always helpful. No, um, let that, people try what'll work for them. Exactly. Let people get healthy. Let, mm-hmm. just, let's focus on people getting healthy and get what works mm-hmm. for them. And that's what we need. De- definitely, definitely. Well, how, how are you doing t- today? You know, how, um, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing good today. I'm doing good today. Um, I've, you know, we've, I took a, some time off for the holidays for Christmas mm-hmm. and so it's been nice to just do nothing. You know, and this year we, <laughs> yeah. couldn't, we couldn't travel. My, my family and I recently moved this year from North, uh, New York to North Carolina. And so we don't have any family here, um, mm-hmm. but, and we weren't able to see our family for the holidays. And even though that is sad and we've been trying, you know, we would Zoom and all that, the not running around and not trying to fit all these expectations of what the holidays are supposed to be into mm-hmm. a specific, yeah. you know, single mm-hmm. day has been kind of relieving. You know, and we were we've just slowed down. So it's been it's been a nice break, I think, just to let it be low key and not try to make it meet all these expectations of things, yeah. playing games and whatnot. With the kids. Definitely, 
Definitely. Well, have you ha ever had any thoughts about the the hereditary? Her can't say that word. Her hereditary um, things and and um, where do? What are your your thoughts on that? As far as if that's hereditary or, or, or you know that 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 role in you know all of I, you know anxiety. I know um, for a fact. In my case, it is uh, extremely hereditary. Mm -hmm. My mother's mother. Um, they had found uh, records that she was hospitalized after my mother was born for, I think, six months or so. And she relieved, she received electric shock therapy. That, you know, this was back in the 50s. Yeah. Um, I know my mother has had struggles with anxiety. I have as well. And I think that mm -hmm. my um, seeking out help and speaking openly has helped her um, recognize and, you know, get better with some of the things. But I also know that my one daughter does as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we, but, and I, and it's been so like I've been so proud that she, like she has, she speaks openly about it too. That like we you know, we recognize that she has anxiety, and we are having these conversations now with her at you know starting it was I think even when she was like eight, and she's ten now about you know what she's feeling and how she can handle it and what tools for it. Um, so I, I, equipping her now with those tools, I think, is one of the greatest gifts that me suffering that I did. Yeah. You know. I, I can offer her as a mother, as a parent, as family, that she'll have these tools from eight, whereas I didn't know I was even suffering until I was 27, 28. Mm -hmm. And then I had to learn all these tools and how to cope. So I just hope that if she does end up having children and ends up having, you know, um, any of these, you know, postpartum, especially mm -hmm. um, depression, anxiety, that she has these lifetime of tools that she's already honed and <laughs> resources to go for and that it, she doesn't have as hard of time as I did and she didn't you know she doesn't have to live in shame yeah and not get help and not you know seek help so that she can you know be happy true and and, and it's worth noting that there's nothing whatsoever to be ashamed about if you need help with this nothing absolutely at all and that was yeah. I think that was one of the where I struggled the most in the beginning was admitting I needed help because I was so ashamed I thought that I, I became a mother and I was supposed to just love it and everything was great and perfect. Yeah. And because that's what would be portrayed, you know, that, you know, and that it's not hard that you don't. And that is why talking, you know, like these podcasts and talking openly about struggles and um, mental health and wellness that breaking down that stigma and sharing, you know, so that people don't feel ashamed and that they can yeah. get help. Definitely. No. What, um, as, as we're in, in, in the new year, um, what's what one wish that, that, that you would have for people to, to, to know about um, or something that you could, you could wave a magic wand and, you know, voila, this, this would be different. What, what, what would be, what would be, be different? Well, that's a tall order. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, really just like, kindness like just the no. like treat people like like going back to kindergarten and the golden rule like yeah. let people live and treat people with dignity and respect and how you would want to be treated i think that that basic principle would get us all so far oh, <laughs> and you know what? and everybody forgets it at times but if we could increase the amount of kindness and compassion we show towards each other that will go a long way next year Oh, definitely. Now, I, um, as, as we wind down, um, I did want to mention um, a few more resources for everyone out there. I know that there is um, a few websites available for Mental Health America at mhanational.org. There's also National Alliance on Mental Illness 
N-A-M-I.org. Uh, there's also a website called maddenamerica.com. They have a lot of um, research and, and you know, current findings in um, psychiatric medicine. So it's along that, that um, area. Um, Liz, how would people get in contact with you if they had any questions? Uh, sure. They can um, check out my website, which is theanxiousadult.com. Uh, they can also email me at liz at theanxiousadult.com. And I'm also on um, Twitter at, at ecolts or at uh, adult anxious. Cool. Cool. Well, well, thank you so much for uh, being here today. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was a great conversation. Uh, likewise. So um, th thank you for um, listening, those at home or if you're at work or driving home from work or, or to work, wherever, wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone, and um, talk with you next time. Uh, bye.